0: It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on eighty-eight point one FM
1: W E L H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon runs into the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, or one opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Or just let it slip Yo yeah. yeah.
2: watch chumps episode 27 right here on 88.1 fm w e l h providence my name is mikey nails my broadcast partner is dean the dream mr statistician dean the dream how you doing today i'm doing well is it statistician or did you call me statistician what was i i called you statistician
0: oh you okay. call
2: whatever you want i want to call you mr sat how's that I like it. All right. You need to know a stat. You ask Dean the dream. You need to know how to make a cocktail. You ask Dean the dream. Other than that, don't ask him anything else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just stay in his lane. Is that what you're telling me? That's it. Stay. Know your role. Know your role. I tell you that all the time. So obviously I should practice when I preach. And others that, like you said, want to reach out for any type of uh, guidance. Make sure it's sports related. That's all. That's it. So... We're right back at
2: it. Episode 27. We're past the halfway year mark. It's incredible. Wow. 27 shows deep. We are on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. How's your week going?
0: Um, I can't complain getting through it. You know, obviously the work week really begins tomorrow for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- these are crazy times at the restaurant. It's It's just every day there's something and there's... You know, you, you you can't get in there early enough to get prepped for a for a night like for, for the way that the next three days will go. But that's that's the time of year. This is where you make your bones. That's it. It's the holiday time. Uh every
2: all of us here at the sports trumps, all of us, when I say all of us, it's Dean the Dream and Mikey Nails. We want to wish everybody out there a very uh healthy and prosperous
0: holiday, and a very, very, very happy new year. I, I like it, Michael, and especially to our loyal listenership and the people that have supported us for these first now 27 weeks. Uh, uh, like you said, we're at the um, a little bit past the halfway mark of a full season. So things are growing here, and it wouldn't be possible without everybody who supported us on Facebook Live, Spotify, and the beat goes on, and they continue to, uh, hopefully the, the support continues to roll in as we build the brand here. That's it. So
2: let's start. We're gonna start with the NFL this week. Gonna put a bow on week 14. We're gonna do a little Patriot talk a little deeper into the NFL, but we're gonna start this week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. It was an incredible game. The Buccaneers 33, Buffalo Bills 27. Brady saves the day once again. Once again, Brady does his thing in OT. Beautiful pass, 58 yards. The receiver walked right into the end zone like nobody was even there. Brady once again comes through. Like you always say, Dean the Dream always says this. If if the Buccaneers are behind and you give Brady a minute, he's winning the game without a doubt.
0: Yeah, and of course, Michael, in this situation, it was a little different because they actually, he can't control this. They didn't win the coin toss in overtime. Josh Allen wins the coin toss. So Buffalo gets the ball first. They were unable to score. So now the next score wins the game, whether it's a three spot or a six spot. And at that point, you're just saying to yourself, if you're Allen and you're on the sidelines, you're saying, oh, maybe we should have went for it on fourth down. Because again, as you you and I have been saying for the first 14 weeks of the season, you give Brady a window of opportunity, uh, he's going to get you. And like you said, beautiful pass over the middle to Brashad Perryman, who I yeah. think has forked. Four catches on the season. The guy's been renting since he's been in the league. He's been on more, more rosters. Forget about it. But he, Brady put him in a position to succeed. He took it down the sideline for the game winner. And if I'm not mistaken, Michael, that was Brady's 700 touchdown. And that's the one that they want to keep. And that one will end up in the uh, in the Hall of Fame in, uh, in Canton, Ohio.
2: You give Tom Brady a glimpse of daylight, and he's behind. He's winning the game. Like you said, uh, Rashad Perryman. Guy went 58 yards, walked in there like nobody was even on him. It was, it was a combination of a good yeah. pass, and the guy just kept going.
0: Yeah, once he got behind the Buffalo defense, Michael, it was all over. You could see it from about the 30 that he was that he was taking it to the house, and it was all she wrote. This game was crazy, though, Michael. I mean, if you you know, obviously you're sitting at home taking a week off as a Patriot fan. There's a lot of implications in this game. It's a big game for Buffalo. You're still gonna watch Brady. There's a lot of reasons to want to watch this football game. You had it was a Sunday 425 tilt. And of course, you know, Brady and Tampa come out of the gate smoking in this one. And it looked like it was a tail of two halves because Tampa Bay looked like they dominated the first half. And of course, Josh Allen threw an awful, pathetic pick before halftime. I thought this was going to be a walk away. But in the second half, they came up big. And um, he made a lot of big plays in the second half to get his team back in the game and put themselves in a position to get to overtime and give his team at least a chance to win the football game. Of course, not the result they were looking for on a week where, they had just come off the Monday night loss to the Patriots and now they're sitting at seven and six and in a little bit of trouble in the AFC East.
2: This would have been a huge win for Buffalo. I mean, the look of disgust on Allen's face uh, when, when the pass was made was if, if, if you saw the game and you saw the look of disgust on his face, it looked like he just wanted to go in the corner and cry. Like he just, he, he was just there. Uh, um,
0: well, again, it, again, Mike, again, Michael, if he's educated, which I believe he is, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out with, once you gave the football back to Brady, the chances are Whoa. yeah, I don't think you're putting the helmet back on. I think it's all she wrote. It's a game, nah. set, match. As Tom Brady takes his team to now 10-3 and 3 on the season, Tampa Bay's thinking about that number one seed in the NFC. And, of course, Josh Allen and the Bills, they've got a soft schedule the rest of the way. They do have to travel to Foxborough the day after Christmas. But they've got their work cut out for them, at least in that game, with the rest of their schedule being a little bit soft. I believe they have Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, so things will soften up for Allen and, uh, and Buffalo. But, again, a tough, tough loss in overtime.
2: Brady went 31 for 46, 363 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen, 36 for 54, 308 yards, two
0: touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, Michael, the, as I said, the aforementioned uh, pick that he threw before the half, I hate to say it was flat-out disgusting. He threw it up for grabs. It was an old Bledsoe pick. Threw, threw it off the back foot, threw it up for grabs. And that's what I started to question, Alan. And I guess he's been playing with a bad foot or a bad ankle or something going on there. But um, he's a tough kid. I mean, he definitely tucked it in a few times in the second half and ran, put up some big numbers in the second half to bring his team back. But, of course, as you mentioned, Brady, earlier, Brady threw two touchdowns, one for the game winner to Perryman. And let's not forget the throw earlier in the game to Mike Evans, which he just threw it up top and let his uh, receiver go make a play. And I don't think anybody, any other quarterback in the history or current or anywhere would make that throw. He threw an absolute dot over the top of the defense to Mike Evans, who's starting to build a little bit of a Hall of Fame resume himself. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't hurt when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback.
2: No, I'd have to say the running for MVP this year, Josh Allen's kind of out of it now. They really needed that win to do anything. They needed the win. That was, I I believe that was a must win. I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, the the confidence is gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I do agree with you. And I believe my my terminology would just be like, that. you're saying they needed that win. They needed a signature win, Michael, and that was it. And especially coming off Monday night football, where, you know, they've been ostracized for losing to a Patriot team that was basically saying, we're not going to throw the ball. We're just going to line it up. We're we're telling you we're going to run the ball. And we're, we're going to run the ball. And you're not going to be able to do anything about it. And you're going to lose a home game on Monday Night Football. So let's just say this. It's safe to say that it hasn't been a great 13 days for the Buffalo Bills.
2: No, it's been awful. Josh Allen he probably just wants the, the season to be over right now. I mean, And I can't blame him because I ha- i had the guy in the running, like I said, for the MVP the beginning of the year, first couple of games. And it's, it's terrible that I- – I'm not rooting for you, the team. I'm a Patriots fan, but they needed the win. We're going to end it at that. It's a loss. Buffalo lost, and once again Brady came through and get the little glimpse
0: of the tiny bit of sunlight and it's over. Can't do that with him. No, especially at home in front of his crowd. He's got his father, his parents made the trip from California. They just, you know, they were waiting for touchdown, uh, touchdown throw number number seven hundred. I mean, the guy's starting to shatter his own records now. He's not even breaking anyone else's records. He's just he's just shattering his own. He's just padding, he's just having a ball out there. And obviously, um, I think that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now twenty-one and eight since the uh, since the signing of Tom Brady a year and a half ago. So I, I mean, the numbers don't lie that Brady has turned this franchise around. And um, a lot of people are, are rumbling around uh, around the football world, saying it could be a Patriot, uh, could be a Patriot Buccaneer Super Bowl. I think that's way overblown so far. I think the Patriots have a lot of work to do. Um, I definitely like Tampa's chances in the NFC, obviously.
2: Yeah, I, that would be great to see Mac Jones and in, in, in Tom Brady, but I, I still think it's a little far-fetched, but we'll know in a couple of weeks. Right. And,
0: of course, we've, got to still put a, we've still got to put a bow on, on you know the rest of last week. There's a lot of teams that are going to have something to say about that, whether it's Rodgers in Green Bay, whether it's Kyler Murray in the Cardinals. A big win for Stafford on the road on Monday Night Football, we're going to get into all that. But there's there's other teams that believe that they still have a puncher's chance here. I don't think anybody's going to hand Brady anything. It's still going to be it's tough to repeat. So we'll see how that all plays out. Absolutely. You're listening
2: to the Sports Chumps episode 27 on 88.1 FMW ELH province. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our Spotify link on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. You can email Mike Adim with any questions, concerns, or comments, or you could try and stump the dream. Email Mike. The email is the at gmail. Dot com Moving on, NFL scores. We're going to start with the Thursday night
0: game. Being the dream. You ready to run these scores down? I'm always ready. This is like probably listen, I love doing an hour with you, but this is usually my favorite my favorite segment because you've got to be on point and quick and, and rock and roll. There's no uh there's no deliberating here. You gotta have your stuff ready to rock and roll here.
2: It said Vikings 36, Steelers
0: 28,
2: big bang. Not yeah and as I,
0: as I told you Michael Mike Zimmer is another coach that I think should be on the hot seat for Minnesota. I don't think he'll get fired during the season but I think at the end of the year it could be all she wrote for Mr. Zimmer. They're just not getting it done. Here's a game where even though they win this game and improve to 6 and 7, they had a huge lead in this game. They were up like 23 nothing at halftime and Kirk Cousins decides to throw a couple of picks and play like the Kirk Cousins that we know. And Big Ben never quit in this one, but it just uh, looked like they just ran out of time. Um, the Vikings improved to 6 and 7. They still uh it's still relevant as far as getting that last wild card spot, and Big Bennett, six six and one with a tough schedule the rest of the way. This could be the end of the line for for, for Roethlisberger.
2: Yeah, I think it could be the end of the line. I think it's about time maybe he he should wrap it up. I mean, that's just my opinion. What happened yeah. to him this year? this year on out, it's it, it's not going to be good for him. He's he's the way he plays his style of game. He's a big guy. He's aggressive. He's physical. It's it's over.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Michael, they picked Najee Harris in the first round that picked number twenty-two. It looks like he's a franchise type running back, but the way you can find running backs these days, I don't want to say off the scrap heap, but they're easier to find than they are to find quarterbacks. They should have been looking for Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger's you know replacement a little bit a little bit earlier because they look like they could be in that bridge situation like the Patriots were, where you're gonna suffer the Cam Newton type situation. You know, they got Dwayne Haskins there waiting in the wings. They got the kid Mason Rudolph. So there's nobody there in house right now. That's going to be big Ben's replacement. So uh, Pittsburgh's got some soul searching to do, and they're going to have to figure it out kind of quick.
2: That's it. Moving on to the Sunday games, Cleveland Browns, 24
0: Ravens, 22. Yeah, this was on defense. Uh, Miles Garrett talked some, some smack and he backed it up. I think with a, uh, a pickup, picked up a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. They they hung on in this game because they they botched the uh the um onside kick late in the game. They let Justin Tucker and the Ravens execute it. Fortunately for 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 the Browns in this one, um, you never want to see anybody get hurt. But uh, um, Lamar Jackson did come out injured in the first quarter of this game, so not having him the rest of the way, the kid Huntley played and did actually a nice job to keep them in the game. But um, too much for Baltimore to overcome. And right now the Browns at seven and six. Ravens are eight and five, so there's only one game difference between them. It looks like that's that division you could flip a coin. Somebody's gonna have to win it, but right now I couldn't tell you who that team is. Titans 20, Jaguars, donut zero, nothing. Close your eyes. Yeah, those, do you, close your eyes. What do you see? I see Urban Meyer maybe not surviving a full season in Jacksonville. Um, Trevor Lawrence, who I continue to say is a can't miss prospect, the number one pick in the draft. He threw four more interceptions on Sunday. I still think he's gonna be great. I think Urban Meyer needs to go sooner than later. They need to already restock the cupboard because he's not the answer as the head coach. He's lost the locker room. Now there's a rumor today going around saying that the kicker said that uh, Urban Meyer kicked him, no pun intended. We don't know what's going on over there. From the first day he took the job and he hired the wrong strength and conditioning coach, it's been a disaster. So no surprise here that uh, Tennessee moves to nine and four. Jaguars are looking for that number one pick to try to build up that organization.
2: I think this, the next game is probably the highest scoring game of the week. Chiefs 48, LV is 9.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it looks like the Raiders went in the tank here, but it looks like the, the, the other side, uh, Patrick Mahomes, finally got the offense going because they've been winning games on defense. And it was nice to see, if you're a Chiefs fan, to see them score, put up 48, almost a half a, half a yard on the board. So it's only, you know, I told you this six weeks ago and I think I was in Florida. Come before I left. They said, "Watch out for Kansas City." They're at at the time they were three and four, I believe, and Mahomes was throwing. He had nine picks already. So just watch out for them. He's healthy and um, too much talent there. Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, Kyle Edwards, Alaire in the backfield. And uh, of course, Tyree kill too many playmakers there. I, I knew they would turn it around. Their, de- their defense has surprised me. They, they've been really, really good on defense with Chris Jones.
2: Well, Mahomes broke out of the slump. He's in a little bit of a mental. He's in a little bit of a mental slumber,
0: I think. I agree with you. I think that's by the boards now, my friend. Saints thirty, Jets j e t s nine. Well, the Saints needed any way they could, any way, any team to play to beat a five game skid, and they did it. Obviously, the Jets coming just in the nick of time. The Jets break a lot of uh, losing streaks for uh, for teams. So, of course, you know, the Saints move to six and seven. They're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. I think they're going to come up a little bit short with six and seven with uh with four games to go. They need to run the table and get some help. America's team, Cowboys, 27, Washington football team, 20. All right. Well, Mike McCarthy coaching, yeah, one of the most average coaches in the game today. Comes off the COVID list, guaranteeing wins. All right, you're not Joe Namath. Get over it now. Just go out and coach your team. But I will say this, Michael, 27-10. They did get it done. I thought the Cowboys played a terrific game. This kid, Micaiah Parsons, the rookie linebacker out of Penn State. He's he's Lawrence Taylor, except even though he plays in the middle. He could be the next LT if there ever is going to be another LT again. But this kid is tremendous. He's all over the place on defense. They've got Demarcus Lawrence back. The kid Collins and Gregory, their defense is clicking. And you you notice I keep mentioning defense, defense. Dak Prescott's still not looking right out there. I don't know if it's the calf or something's going on there. But um, they're winning football games, but it's it's not because of Dak. He's definitely been struggling. He's in a, as you would say, um, you would say a slump. I call it a slump right now. He but Dallas, win. he's playing with injuries. It has to be. Da- yeah, Dallas will take it. They're nine and nine and four on the season, and Washington football team drops to uh, six and seven. So they they they're gonna need some help, and they're gonna have to start winning some football games.
2: Dirty Birds, the Falcons 29, the Panthers
0: 21. Yeah, this is a little the Falcons are six and seven, but they're five and two away from home. So they're actually playing better on the road than they are at home. Uh Maddie Ryan gets another win here, and they definitely, definitely needed this one. And of course, it helps when you're playing Cam Newton and the, in the uh, Carolina Panthers. Newton, I believe, is 0-3 as a starter since we turned into the lineup. And it's clear that he's not the answer. We've talked about this in 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 Enough talk about him. He's done. <laughs> Seahawks thirty three, Texans thirteen. Yeah, Russell throws two touchdowns in this game. Looks like he's got a little life left in him. And uh, of course, any, everybody gets fat on the Texans, so no surprise here. Broncos thirty eight, Lions ten. Um, again, I mean the Broncos seven and six. I keep writing them off, and they keep winning games. Soup Campbell drops to one and eleven. No surprise there moving on charges 37 giants
2: 21
0: well of course justin herbert needed a big game because they're really fighting for something at eight and five they're looking pretty good right now um daniel jones and the giants are four and nine jones has been in and out of the lineup with uh, i guess a neck injury i think his future is bleak in, in new york and of course saquon barkley came out in the media this week and said he wants to finish his career with the giants I don't know why a guy three is isn't to the league He's talking about finishing his career with the Giants. I think he's just trying to stay uplifted to try to bring his team, you know, together. But uh, uh, the Giants are a total mess right now. And former Patriots special teams coach Joe Judge, he's looking over his shoulder as his job is in jeopardy.
2: The galloping chicken. The 49ers, 26. The Bengals,
0: 23. Again, I need to stop doing this to our listenership and to myself. I just keep, I take them off the banana peel. I put them back on the banana peel. I told you on fourth down last week against Russell and the boys, he couldn't finish it. I said, Michael, they're done. I come back. I see another win and it's against the Bengals who have got a pretty good football team this year. They dropped to seven and six and um, the, the Galloping Chicken improves to seven and six and there's enough games on the schedule to, uh, to maybe sneak in there and backdoor a wild card spot. So they're off life support. Aaron
2: Rodgers
0: in the pack is 45, the Bears 30. I'll tell you, this game for, for a Sunday night game was enjoyable because it was the Bears came out, they little fired up, playing in Green Bay. You know, Rodgers, how he always talks about, oh, I own Chicago, I own Chicago. Shut your mouth and play. But uh, he does back it up with four more touchdowns, and his pinpoint accuracy is just – he looks like he's actually having fun out there. I don't know if he's setting everybody up for, like, you know what, ha, ha, ha. I'm gonna, you know, I can't wait to walk away from you guys at the end of the year. But um, he's definitely playing great football right now. And um, they improved to 10-3, and 3, and they have not lost a game at Lambeau this year. They're 6-0. Monday night game, Rams
2: 30, Cardinals 22.
0: <laughs> okay, Michael, so we're going to put a bow on, on obviously, uh, on week 14. And, of course, I've been tough on Matthew Stafford, win the big game. I've talked about winning percentages, lame duck quarterback, strictly a fantasy guy. Got to give them some credit. This is a big win. And going into this game, Michael, they had COVID issues everywhere. Their tight end, the kid Higby, was out. Jalen Ramsey, they have, they're all everything. Cornerback, he was out with COVID. So to go out there and, and win on the road in Arizona, I got to give tons of credit to uh, Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and the and the um, and the Rams. And I believe they got a cupcake on their schedule this week. So they're, they're looking at improving. To uh they could be ten and four at the end of the week. So things are looking up for them again. And of course. They're a Super Bowl contender. This is where they should be. So we got a big game coming up. We got the Colts
2: hosting the Patriots. Both teams had a bye. Both teams had a rest. Both teams had a break. Um, this is a very important game coming up. I believe for the Patriots. I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, is it is it do or die for the Patriots? Is it do or die for the Colts? Colts are seven and six. Patriots are nine in four
0: it's a big game big play is yeah. gonna be jonathan taylor yeah i mean if the if the patriots are gonna have a chance on the road to win a big game on the road in a hostile environment the colts colts have been that team all year michael where you know i, I kind of thought that they stunk earlier in the year i thought they had talent on paper i'm not a huge carson wentz guy but i looked at the numbers 22 touchdowns and only five interceptions this year I, I think he's had a nice bounce back season playing with Frank under Frank Reich, who had him in Philadelphia. So there's a connection there. But if the Patriots are going to win this football game on the road, um, you know, and, and, and keep Buffalo at bay, they're going to have to stop Jonathan Taylor and that running attack, because um, you're looking at a kid through 13 games that has 1,348 yards already, 16 touchdowns. And very seldom do you hear people talk about um, since Derrick Henry as a running back for, for uh, MVP he's been getting some mention. So if you're looking at um, matchups in this game, it's definitely going to come down to that off that defensive line for the Patriots in the trenches. And what you want to do is you want to try to give, you want to give your defense the best chance and give your offense the best chance by keeping Taylor at bay and finding out if Carson Wentz can beat can beat the Patriots with his arm. And um, that would be an interesting, uh, se- uh, you know, segue sidebar into this, uh to this game, like storylines. So a must win for the Colts, but not a must win for the Patriots. But
2: I do believe the Patriots do win this game, which I do believe that they are going to win. It's going to put a, a little knack of confidence under their belt. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't forget, when you talk about must wins, it may not be a must win this week, but if they dump this one, well, then now the following week, the day after Christmas against Buffalo at home, would be a must win because now if you still want to win the division, you got to win that football game. You know, the Patriots have still got, you know, four games left. A lot of people say three and one wins the division. Two and two, you're looking at probably a wild card. So this is a crucial game for the Patriots. And of course, again, you stop the running game. You find out if Wentz can, can do the job. Now on the flip side, the Colts defense—they bring a you know a couple a little bit of tra- not trash talking. But this week, the, the Colts linebacking core has been nothing but clear about the fact that they they're going to try to make Mac Jones beat them. Now I don't know if they're going by the film they saw in Buffalo with 50 mile an hour winds. Obviously, I hope they're, they're not delusional, and I hope they realize that they're going to throw the ball more than three times. But they said they're going to make the Patriots one-dimensional. They're going to make Jones beat them, so they're going to do what they can to stop Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, who's been nursing a uh, a hamstring injury. So it's going to be interesting to see the uh, you know how the coaching styles are in this game and the play calling. And I know you're a big you know you've been tough on McDaniel's. It's funny I, m- I mentioned Josh McDaniel's because he obviously this is a, almost a three-year anniversary where he turned down the job in, in, in Indianapolis. After he actually did accept the job. So there's definitely going to be some bluebirds out. There's not many McDaniels fans that, uh, that reside in Indianapolis.
2: I want to contradict myself when I say it's not a must-win game. I think every game in the NFL is a must-win game. It, 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 so I'm contradicting myself by saying that. The pressure, I should say, it's not a pressure game for the Patriots. It's just go out there and have fun. It's not Bill Belichick screaming and yelling the wind, all this stuff. Go out there and have You're fun. you right. have fun, you win games. It's,
0: it's, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think when you're talking about must wins, you know, on the flip side, the Colts at seven and six after losing that game to Tampa a couple of weeks ago, where they had it in hand up 10 and they gave Brady life, they need this win. This is talk about, as you said earlier, you know, a sig- for me, I say a signature win. The Colts need this one. And if they're going to make the postseason at seven and six right now, they need W's. And like you said, you know, with the Patriots at nine and four, you know, they go two and two the rest of the way. There's 11 W's. You're in the playoffs. Now, you know, how greedy do you want to be? You want the division? You want the home field? You want the buy. There's only one buy now. They don't give two out anymore. So it's going to be, but this is going to be, Um, it's going to be a great matchup. And if people don't know, as far as the scheduling, I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. This game was flexed by the NFL and it will be on the NFL network at 815 on, um, on Saturday night. So it's been changed from a Sunday game to a Saturday night game. <laughs> This is the injury report with Dean the Dream. Yeah, the injury reports uh, brought to you by Dean the Dream. And it's, I hate to say it, it's sort of an injury slash COVID list because um, of course, the first injury is Lamar Jackson. he do everything quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He came out in the first quarter of Sunday's game versus Cleveland, but his coach, John Harbaugh continues to say he's going to play. He's tipping his hand saying that, um, it looks like it's somehow they're going to tape that ankle up and he's going to play against Green Bay on Sunday. So they got the hands full, not only to play Aaron Rodgers, but to have your quarterback. Let me ask you a question.
2: Is that a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain? Because sometimes with the high ankle sprains, what happens is they, there's a little fracture in the shin and you don't want to – you get hit, it's over.
0: No, that's a good question, Nails. And I, it's it's to my knowledge, it's more of a low ankle sprain because you just basically – you basically answered the question because if it was a high ankle sprain, those, those definitely linger. There's no way that Harbaugh – he, he was talking about it on Monday as if, like, well, he's gonna, I think he's gonna play Sunday. You're not talking about your quarterback playing after a high ankle sprain, those definitely linger. I mean, the so, guy got caught
2: um, off the field. He, 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 off
0: the, the that was a ball. little, con- that, yeah, that was a little concerning to see him get caught off the field, but I think that was just more of a precautionary. And I think you're gonna see him in there. Do I think they'll beat Green Bay? No, because if he's not 100%, you're not beating Green Bay with him at 70%. But I believe they believe even himself at 70 is better than. You know, the alternative at 100, So no offense um, to Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers is way too smart. Sorry. No, no doubt about there. it. I agree with you. I went there. Now, yeah. Now the team that now the team that um Lamar played on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns and the Dog Pound, they got a huge win in that one 24-22. But now they've got COVID issues. Baker Mayfield, quarterback, and coach Kevin Stefanski, You know, he's their offensive guy. Um, they both tested positive for, for COVID. So it looks like both guys would have to they would need a miracle to play in this game because they'd have to test negative two days in a row. And by the game being on Saturday instead of Sunday, and it doesn't look good. So those are the two matchups on Sunday. You got on Saturday, you got the Patriots playing the late game against the Colts and you've got the, um, I believe it's the, uh, it's the Browns and the Raiders in the uh, first game. Both games will be on the NFL network. Um, And one more injury, Michael, I just want to mention is um, Arizona wide receiver, Deandre Hopkins. He is out for the rest of the season with a sprained knee. Um, nothing structure, nothing structural here. And the good news is if they make a nice little playoff run, they're saying he could come back for the postseason. So this is just a regular season play where he, he probably won't play the rest of the season, but still could come back for the postseason.
2: That's a wrap at the
0: injury report. It is my friend.
2: That's a bow on week 14 of the NFL. You're listening to the sports Sharps episode 27 on 88.1 FM w- E L H Providence. You can check out all of our podcasts on Spotify. The link is up on our website. Our website is the You can email Mike or Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments at the at gmail.com. Moving on, NBA. It's fantastic. Talk yeah, to Celtics. Yeah, no. Let's talk to Celtics. Yeah. Things aren't too fantastic for the Celtics, though. No, no. They're coming off a god awful road trip. One for four. Only victory over Portland. Just I, 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 can't. I can't put my finger on the chemistry, the coaching, the decisions. If they're, if they're not just trying, there's no effort. They're giving up way too early in the game. It's all of that.
0: It's all of that. Yeah, Michael. and I saw something tonight. that showed that like. You know, it showed, like, Tatum's starting to get his swerve on. Okay, like, he's been pumping in a lot of points. Yeah, but you're losing basketball games. This is what we've been talking about for two years now, three years. And we, we know he can pump in 30. We need W's. Like, it's a, is he making anybody better around him? Is he Or is he just getting his numbers? Now, of course, they come back after this one-in-four road trip where they lost, obviously, to the two L.A. teams. You lost to Phoenix, who's a tremendous team. They're going to be fighting for a championship this year. But Devin Booker didn't even play in that game. You lost to the Clippers, who didn't have Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard in that one, so they've had, you know, and I don't want because because you know the first thing everyone's gonna say, well, Jalen Brown missed 13 in the last 18 games. Now J- Jalen Brown did come back uh, Monday or uh, Tuesday night when they came back from their trip, and um and Jason Tatum dropped 42 on on the Bucks. So of course they came home and they got a big win against the world champion Milwaukee Bucks, um, who ironically the next day had the and Giannis played in this game, but Giannis was putting the uh, COVID protocol the next day. So there's a lot of that going around, but. I just don't really know what's going on with the Celtics right now. Their next game will be, they'll be hosting the golden state warriors Friday night. Oof. We're going to get into, we're going to yeah we're going to get into Steph Curry in a little bit, but um, so the Celtics are just still trying to find their way at 14 and 14. And it's just, I don't know. I kind of think that you are, you're wrecking. And, and I'm looking at a team that's, you know, they're playing five on your ball because I think that's what, they, that's pretty much what they are.
2: Well, I mean, they, they need to have a huge team meeting and say, guys, listen, this isn't how the Celtics play. Red right backs he's rolling over in his grave right
0: now. Yeah, all right. First of all, not, I don't think three guys in that roster know who Bill Russell is. And I'm scared to even think that nobody knows who Larry Legend is. I think you would just like, I, I think you'd quit the show right now if I told you someone that no bird is. But it, ironically, just the, his the birthday. Boy, Happy birthday, Larry Bird. Yeah, I, okay. I just wanted you to know, if you didn't know, your boy L- L- LB turned, I believe, 65 the other day, huh? He wow. still looks
2: good for his age. Probably could still drink No, I know. couple I just, in the it,
0: corner. I know it just gives us like a, like an idea of our own mortality because like we were kids like but like I had the Celtics paint this cat back in the day oh, and me I'm watching too. Bird. Too. Yeah, I'm watching Bird at 14 and now you're telling me 65. I'm sorry. I don't really want to, I don't want to crunch the numbers. It's brutal, but um anyways, happy birthday to LB, an absolute legend. Nobody no nobody better. Nobody better.
2: Big news, Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's three-point record, 2974 threes, did it in a dramatic fashion. Everybody was there. They celebrated with them. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Kisses, hugs, all around. Celebration in the locker room. Champagne. It's great. To me, it was over the top. Nobody won a ring. A little over the top. They should have just gave him the ball. Continue the game. You guys, they went all I know They did it at Madison Square Garden. They did it it at home. They did it at one of the biggest arenas in the world. All the styles were there. Spike Lee was on the ground trying to get all the angles with the camera. Stop. Stop! All right, yeah. No, Kobe Bryant must that. be We're like, "What that. is going on?" Kobe Bryant must be like, "What is going on?" God rest his soul. No, what I, are these guys
0: doing? I get it. I get it. I get it, Michael. But um, it was, it was still it was good for the league. The league needs a little pump. They need a little little juice. And, 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 and not to
2: cut you off, but I am a Steph Curry fan. I think that he brought back the NBA. I like yeah, up bro, he, I'm not a fan of LeBron. He's one of the best. Yeah, I'm a Steph I'm, Curry fan. But they went over the top. It was over the top. It's too much.
0: Michael, it's funny you mention it too because I, I think that, like, as, as great of a night as it was, and to celebrate almost 3,000 threes in your career, and I believe, he, like you said, he passed Ray Allen, he got the hug the whole night. I if you go look at the stats. I think he did it, and I think I'm scary to say this, but I think he's done it in like either five or eight less seasons than Allen did it. So, like, Allen, you know, Allen had the record, but it took him eight more years. So, Curry, I mean, if he stays healthy or relatively healthy, uh, same um, place, same, same no place one's going to break four, that record. But,
2: what? No one's going to break that record if he keeps staying, if he stays healthy.
0: Oof, I'll tell you, I mean, like I said, it's scary that like, he's got so much in front of him. I mean, if he's got two or three more prime seasons, I mean, at 33 now, I think he's 33, 34. He doesn't look like he's slowing down. He's had some injuries along the way, but um, it's a great story. What, what I wanted to ask you is, I don't think, and this is just my opinion, I think obviously you were celebrating the threes last night because that's, that's the record he broke. I don't think Steph gets enough credit for, for the kind of player he is overall. I think, you know, no. maybe he gambles, gambles a little bit on defense. That's a lot of steals because he gambles. But I'm just saying the overall player, the, his ability to dribble and put the ball on the floor, drive and dish, shoot with both hands lefty and right, that has nothing to do with the three-point knock. i the league
2: – I'm sorry, I to interrupt. Since he came in the league, he's one of the best ball handlers I've ever seen. He's up there with Isaiah. He's up there with all those players, Magic, Isaiah, yeah. Allen Iverson. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on. I'll put him against any ball handler.
0: Yeah, I mean There's another guy that's currently in the league, but he's not playing right now, and I'm not even mentioning his name because he's total swell. But I mean, when you talk about dribbling and someone you just, you it's box office. You I'll mention his name, Ky-
2: Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, just watching guys dribble. But no, the way Steph's ability to keep his dribble alive, make, create for others, and just, to just do it all. He's just, he, he's. I think he's more than just a one trick pony. That's why he has three NBA championships already at the age of thirty-three, and right now they're they're like nineteen and seven. They're looking for more titles. So fifty percent of the time, when he
2: crosses half court, you just expect a horse shot, and you are like, it's not going in, and it's just always just boom in net.
0: Yeah, what no, it's wrong? it's it's crazy. It's crazy to watch him do his thing, and it's just it's good for basketball. I do agree with you. Maybe it was like taking a little bit, a little bit too far. Yeah, I mean, overall, was, uh, overall, overall ridiculous. Overall, a good night for the NBA. They need it, so let's you know if they want to do a little overkill, we'll give it to them.
2: It was it was it was a lot of overkill. I mean, oh, wow. pitches, hugs, kisses. Did you notice though? I don't know if you noticed this when he he, he was hugging he, he was hugging um Reggie Miller, and you know they were they must be close friends. He wasn't doing all that with Ray Allen. Ray Allen gave him they would he t- was talking to his dad, gave him a hug, but it was short. And I, I don't all know right. if that was I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just noticing.
0: Things. Yeah, so you saw you you saw something I didn't see. You thought he was more affection towards one guy than the yeah. other. I, I didn't pick, I yeah. didn't pick up on I didn't pick up on that. I just thought it's a lot of emotions, a lot to you know to process. I did notice something else, and I thought you're going to say that I'm nuts, but if you notice, his father was sitting like almost behind one of the baskets with like yeah. his little posse, and the mother was up in the stands, and the parents just got they're going through a divorce. divorce was, yeah. He, Usually they'd be in the stands together. Not that that's any of our business, but I'm just saying I did notice that. So you picked up on something, and I picked up on something. Oh, I, else. Saw I, I saw that. I saw that. Quick tidbit: Danny Ainge was hired by the U- by Utah by the Utah Jazz
2: as the CEO. That was brought to- that was brought to my attention by Dean
0: the Dream, aka Mr. Stat. Yeah, Michael. On uh, this one, I I can't remember. I'd have to go back to like either episode one or two, but I because I know that they mentioned tonight. I just heard them say. Less than six months after his departure from the Celtics, he's he's back in the front office again. So when I heard that, I said, "Well, we started about six months ago." I'm telling you, I either said it to you in passing, or I said it to someone, or I said it in our first podcast. But I said he wouldn't be out of work long, and I said he'd end up, you know, end up in Utah with you know in Mormon country, or he'd end up maybe with like Portland because he's got some ties there, Oregon, that area. But I was right; he ended up with Utah, and um, I hate to use this terminology, but he's, he, his title is. Alternate governor, whatever the heck that means, but he is going to be the alternate governor and CEO. He's uh, Justin Zanik is the GM of the of the um, Utah Jazz. He's going to sort of oversee basketball operations and help Zanik out to try to bring that you know champ, that elusive championship that they've never been able to win with that franchise. They currently have one of the best records in the NBA, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's not a team that Ainge has put together, but they have Donovan Mitchell there, so there's definitely some talent to, to work around.
2: Yeah, good luck to Danny Ainge. I always like Danny Ainge. I, I always had a lot of respect for
0: him. Yeah, I think his time and – you know, I thought it was, you know, hey, listen, he put that Celtic team together with KG. That was a trade that won a title. Did they come up short trying to win a couple of more? I believe so. But I still think that Ainge is a good GM. and a, You know, I, in my heart of hearts, he's still a Celtic to me, and I'm sure you agree with me on that. So, Absolutely. obviously, what I think at this time of his life, Michael, he's in his what? You know, early to mid-60s. He's looking to want to be closer to home and still be in the game. So I think it's for travel purposes to stay closer to his own, to be closer to, uh, you know, in that area where he he sort of, you know, built his life going to bring, you know, being an All-American at BYU back in the 80s, so late 70s, early 80s. So good luck to Danny Ainge. I hope it works out for him there in Utah. At the end of the day, Danny
2: Age bleeds the Boston green. That's just the way it is. Celtic green. That's
0: a, yeah. I mean, like, if you and I were to sit there one day and just do, like, a speed round and say, you mentioned a name, you throw a name out, you know, Kevin McHale, you're thinking Celtics. You're, you're a Danny Age, you're still saying Celtics. But wait a minute, he played for Portland and Phoenix, and I don't yeah. care, Celtics. I Sacramento. like him with Phoenix.
2: He was good with Phoenix.
0: No, he was good with Thunder Dan and Barkley, and he was in yeah. the final. But you don't see him as a Phoenix Sun. No, no, no. So it's well, like, we wish Danny all the luck in the world. I think it's time to come and gone in Boston, and it's you know everybody needs yeah, to move on. Uh, on. Recharge the batteries. He played golf for six months, and now he's got the itch again. So hopefully, it works out for him.
2: Sticking with the bouncing ball, the basketball. Let's talk a little. PC Friars. Fries, beat Central Connecticut, Saturday afternoon with the sixty-eight fifty-three victory to move to ten one. The Big East play starts this Saturday against. Yukon, this is what it's all about. Absolutely. Those other, those other games that they just played, don't come. It's over. That season's over. We start the season Saturday.
0: I agree with you, but right now, if you were in if you were in PC country, which we are, and you were around the buzz and hear the way people are talking because they're yeah. 10 and one, believe me, those games do matter because if they were if they were seven and four or six oh. and five right now, everybody'd be saying, Oh god, we are in trouble this year. But now because they're 10 and one, people are going into the big east with optimism and they have a little hop in their step, you know, the kid Al Durham, the transfer from Indiana, he's going to bring that that tough, tough attitude to, to the Friar land, and people are going to really start to see what he can do when, you know, when the dunk's full every night and you're playing, there's no cupcakes in the Big East play. When you've got a team other than DePaul, and they've been pretty good this year, these teams are tough. You're going to start out with UConn, a ranked team. I guess they're not in the top 25 right now, but you're going to start with them on Saturday. So there's no easy, there's no easy fights here. You're going to play 20 Big East games you know, let you 10 and one, you're hoping for 10 games in the big East. That'll get you to 20 and probably into March madness.
2: I shouldn't say that the, uh, that the season, that those 10 games don't matter. What I should say is the first part of the season's over. Now we're moving on to the second part. There's a flourishing fryer right now in the NBA that you weren't too big on. And his name is David Duke.
0: Yeah, Michael, I gotta be honest with you. You know, I, I was really tough on that move when he decided to go pro last year. Um, Maybe it's going to work out for both sides because PC seems to be doing well. Not that, that that they're a better team without him, but opportunity for other guys. Maybe they play a little bit better chemistry without him, but things are definitely starting to work out for David at the NBA level. And this is why you have to have stick to it because because you, you get a situation where with all these these COVID outbreaks that just continue to happen, you never know when your number's going to get called. And right now him being on a, te- on a two-way uh, contract between the, the Brooklyn Nets and the G League, he goes back and forth. When your number gets punched, you got to be ready. To, you, better, you better be ready. And um, last night happened to be the call. He gets the call and ends up starting for the Brooklyn Nets, playing alongside Kevin Durant. So, you know, no James Harden, no Kyrie Irving. They get a lot of guys out. But um, in a starting role, of 38 minutes, he had a double-double with 10 points and 13 rebounds and a crucial free throw at the end of um, overtime. They win the game 131-129 over the uh, Toronto Raptors. So. Definitely a big day for David Duke. He made his NBA debut a week ago where he scored nine points. So he's had a nine point and a 10 point game. So contributions, you stay with it. I didn't like the move when he decided to go pro, but it looks like things are working out for him. And of course, you know, he's on Brooklyn. So, you know, he gets a chance to play on a team that's, that's actually playing for something. It's a, uh, you know, it's a good, right now it's a good story.
2: I got, I got a question for you since I know you're a big Fryer fan, you've attended plenty of games. Who is the last relevant friar in the NBA that you could think of? Relevant. And I'm not saying someone that's relevant that made a difference.
0: So you're saying at the, at that, at the NBA level, they made a difference on at that level? Yeah. You're saying. yeah. Wow, Michael. I and mean, that's a great, great question because, I mean, there's been a lot of guys. PC's put a lot of guys in the NBA. They have. Yeah, you know, so I'm right now off the top of my head, I would first inclination, I would obviously I would say Chris Dunn you know what? Dunn never could stay on the court. So he really didn't make an impact. No. Um, you know, there was, there was, um, God, Bryce Cotton didn't last long in the NBA. He went no. overseas. I'd say the, I'd say the, 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 most impactful prior, I'd have to say maybe Ryan Gomes with the Celtics a few years back, because even when he got traded in the big deal for, um, for, for, um, with Al Jefferson, the deal that brought Kevin Garnett to the Celtics, you know, I, I would say Gomes, because he had a pretty good career after that. He was double, double guy, a double figure guy, at least. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'd go with him. Ryan Forbes works down the street
2: at Harmony Hills. <clears throat> what does
0: he do? He
2: works down the street at Harmony Hills School. Are you serious? Yep.
0: I didn't know that. He used, to co- he used to come in where I used to work all the time. I mean, you talk about careers, Michael. I mean, are we, are we, am I going to go back 24 years, maybe to Austin Crochet? Oh, you got, you got, got to- Eric Murdoch. Am I going to go back to Dickie Simpkins and Michael Smith? I don't know. i, I you know, like I said, Chris Dunn was the high, high acclaimed guy, he was drafted top five coming out of Providence, went to Minnesota. I thought he was going to be the next Russell Westbrook. I definitely was a little bit off on that one. Maybe I was a little too biased, I was a little too close to that one, my friend. But, um, you no, know, PC's definitely put some guys in the NBA, but as far as difference makers, you know, they're, they're few and far between. Who knows? Maybe we're talking about him right now, Michael. Maybe it's David Duke. Maybe you give him a chance. You know, I just thought it was a tough, tough draw for him to, to go pro, not get drafted, find a place to play. Your agent puts you at Brooklyn, a team that's competing for a championship, which means you're never going to get a sniff at it. But now with all this COVID stuff going on, I guess everything's on the table right now, my friend. Well,
2: anything's possible. And you know that. I mean, the kid's got to
0: showing a lot of hot.
2: You got to give him that.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about it. You get called up from the G League. You played 38 minutes. You're in a starting role. You're playing next to Kevin Durant, who I think dropped 50 in that game and the game before he had like a 50, 50 point triple double. So Durant's been off the charts, but um, you got a chance to play. You don't know, Michael, when you're going to get another chance. I mean, it, this could be his opportunity right now to make his, to at least obviously when they get all their guys back, he's not going to play much. You bring him up, you send them back down to the G league and let him grow his, grow his game. Cause he definitely needs, definitely needs to work on his ball handling. when he's not there yet. But, um, He's got the body to play in the league. I always said that. I liked his length. I liked his ability to defend. He's got long arms. I, I think he could be a player. And, you know, I, 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 I hope I was wrong about him because obviously it's looking pretty good, the decision he made right now.
2: If, if he showcases his skills and they like what they say, he's going to say he's got to really be he's, he, he's got to show that he belongs. I mean, does
0: and, he and belong? Michael, the, the question mark is, Michael, does he belong? Yeah, well, Michael, the qu- well, that's a, I, I can't answer that question right now. Early return show that looks like in this, these two games, it looks like he can play in the league. But of course, you've got a lot of guys out, in and out with rosters and COVID and this. But you got to make the most of your opportunity. And let's face it, Michael, whether you said you know, you said you prove yourself to see if you can stick in this league. Maybe he doesn't end up with the Brooklyn Nets, but maybe he impresses somebody else that sees him play, and he ends up with somebody else being successful. Look at a guy like Chauncey Billups, who now coaches Portland how many rosters it took for him to become a player. I think he was on his sixth team by the time he ended up with Detroit. I think now he's, you know, he's either headed to the hall of fame or he's in the hall of fame. So, you know, it just takes, like I said, stick to it and stay with it. And as you always say, if you believe in something and you stay with your dream and you just never know what can happen. So it's a local yeah. kid is he here's a kid who was playing at classical high school four four or five years ago. So it's a great story.
2: That's a wrap on basketball. You are listening to The Sports Chumps, episode 27 on 88.1 FM, WELH, Providence. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our Spotify link on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. You can email Michael Dean with any questions or concerns or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on to one of our favorite topics, the chump of the
0: week. Yeah. I don't want to give it too much fun. Cause the guys out of swell. But, um, if anybody knows who Daniel Snyder is, he is the owner of the Washington football team. The guy's got, he prints money. He's an absolute billionaire. Okay. He's one of the worst owners in the last in my lifetime that I've seen own a franchise, which goes to show no matter how much money I have, I guess you can't buy a championship because they haven't won anything since he's been there, but he's a control freak. He seems to be the guy that has to be in control all the time. And, um, if you want to give a little bit of, you know, what we're talking about here as far as why he became Chump of the Week, um, we can do that because the guy's well, are, the, the guy's, guys a loose cannon off the off the field. Also,
2: there was a little bit of a scandal on an airplane. We're not going to get into too many details, but I will say this: there was a payoff involved. Okay, okay. and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this very short and sweet. If you're a prominent person in sports. And you have a lot of money in the bank and you're successful and you're on your own airplane and you have to pay somebody off because you did something bad. It tells you what kind of person you are. It tells everybody what kind of person you are.
0: Yeah, and obviously I don't know him off the field. I don't know him, what he, you done. Know, I know he's a terrible owner. I know he's been much maligned by people in Washington and all over the league, um, which, which was odd to me today, Michael, is the way the story went down and just a little bit of background on it. I guess this goes back to 2009 where he maybe, you know, some girl tried to extort him or he supposedly there was a sexual, sexual harassment suit or misconduct. And, um, he basically, when the smoke cleared, paid this girl $1.6 million. But now there's some reports coming out that he, he impended the progress of the probe that was, you know, as far as the, the investigation into what he did. And they're saying that he got involved and tried to stop it. So obviously he wanted he, he tried to make it go away with with, with with money, which is what people like him, you know, people like Daniel Snyder. That's what they do. Um, so I'm just saying now, but now today, Roger Goodell comes out and says that he did nothing wrong. So Goodell's defending him maybe because he doesn't want the blemish on the league and he'd like to see it go away. But Daniel Snyder is the chump of the week. He's total swell. He's a terrible owner and obviously a terrible person. He did something with this woman back in 2009 and obviously looking to make it go away with uh, with a little bit of chatter.
2: There you go, Trump of the Week, Dan Schneider. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for making all the sports owners look bad with the payoff. Just the way.
0: Yeah, it. great time of year, right around the holidays. Yeah, uplifting story. Yeah, but yeah. unfortunately, yeah. it's it's part of our stick, and we have to report it. So uh, you made the headline in a good way. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, my friend.
2: Moving on, we got this day in sports history. One of the old old school Yankee. Baseball players, Dean the
0: dream, who is it? All right, so on this day, December fifteenth, nineteen eighty, the New York Yankees. Back then, when when this was a lot of money, they shelled out. This was the equivalent of like a, these guys getting three, four hundred million now. The Yankees gave Dave Winfield a ten year contract worth fifteen million dollars. Now you're probably laughing. I mean, granted, it was nineteen eighty, so it's you know forty one years ago today. Dave Winfield signed with the Yankees for fifteen million. They're seeing guys make. I mean, $15 million, I mean, a, a month. I mean, it's just crazy when you see a guy get $15 million over over 10 years. But back then, that was a lot of money, so that's about, about a million five. So it's a million five a year mm. back when that was big money. And, Michael, I mean, you and I talked about this off air. Um, he really didn't live up to this contract. He came over from the San Diego Padres um, back from, you know, he's playing in the 70s. David Winfield's one of the great athletes of all time. He played in college at the University of Minnesota. He was a sports star all the way around baseball, basketball, football. He did it all. But when he went to the Yankees, he just never really got it done there. He clashed with, the, with, of course, who didn't, but he clashed with George Steinbrenner. Yep. He, did, he, lead, he did lead the Yankees to the 1981 World Series. That was the strike-shortened season, and they did lose to the Los Angeles Dodgers and Fernando Valenzuela. But um, he went on to have a great career even after he left the Yankees, a, a 22-year career, um, he did win a world championship in 1992 with the Toronto blue Jays and actually got the game when he hit in that game and finished his career, 12 time all-star and a seven time gold glove winner and finished his career with 3,110 hits. So that's usually the benchmark to make the hall of fame. Dave Winfield, an absolute stud his career. But on this day, in history, forty-one years ago, he signed a ten-year, fifteen-million-dollar deal with the New York Yankees. Dave Winfield,
2: Dave Winfield had that long batting stride. He would step out of the batter's box all the time when he would hit, and and yeah, uh, I mean, a lot, yeah. a lot of the umpires and the coaches and all it was a, sometimes it was a lot of like they're saying if you step out of the box when you hit, you're supposed to be out. It was just all craziness. A couple of right,
0: times. right. He had that
2: long, long stride, long arms, long stride, and when he hit it, it went.
0: Yeah, and obviously, if I'm not mistaken, Michael, I'm trying to do the math from those days, but that was the last year. His first year with the Yankees was Reggie Jackson's last year with the Yankees, and Reggie went on to play for the uh, California Angels after. So by by then, they didn't really get to play much together. But of course, yeah, he had those big loping strides. He won number 31 with the Yankees and 31 with the uh, Padres. Went on to wear some different jersey numbers as his career went on. Number 32 with the Indians. Finished his career in 95 with the Indians. So a star-studded career for Dave Winfield. One of the great players in the history of the game, I think his Yankee tenure was a little bit, would definitely be considered a little bit of a disappointment though.
2: Well, and that is this day in sports history. Quick mention, the NFL suffered a uh, major loss with the passing of the Marius Thomas. He was a four-time pro bowler with the Denver Broncos. Our prayers and our thoughts are with Demarius Thomas and his
0: family. Yeah, well put, Nails. And this guy was no, this guy was no, also ran. I mean, this, you're talking about a guy, 724 receptions, uh, 9,763 yards receiving and 63 touchdowns. He was a part of that uh, Super Bowl 50 where they beat Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. This guy was an elite receiver and probably, I don't want, I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame type player, but Hall of Famers are usually measured on, did they dominate their era? And I think for seven, eight years, he was one of the best receivers in football and, of even had a little cup of coffee with the Patriots at the end of his career. But our, our thoughts and prayers are with his family to lose him at 33. He definitely went way before his time. And it's obviously never a good time, but during the holidays, we wish him, we wish his family, um, you know, all, the, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with them, with them. That's a wrap for the Sports Chumps episode 27. For my broadcast partner, Mikey Nails, I'm Dean The Dream. And you've been listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, Providence, WELH. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you next week.